listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome to episode number 148, and this week we welcome back one of the biggest guests from the past few years here on Windy City Slam, he is one of the most polarizing personalities in independent wrestling, and in just a few years, he's made a tremendous impact in the wrestling business. Ladies and gentlemen, he's coming back. You might love him a little bit, but you definitely hate him. Is yours rudely, Trevor Outlaw. And we're going to talk about his upcoming dates in freelance wrestling and warrior wrestling, plus his rivalry with Matt Nix, FTC LLC, a little bit about his AAW commentary work, and much more. And also, we're going to recap a big weekend, including Freelance Wrestling, POW Entertainment, Rocket Pro Wrestling, and Blizzard Brawl. And you'll hear it right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. My name is Storm Grayson and I'm your freelance underground independent champion and you're listening to the Windy City Slam podcast. Welcome back to Windy City Slam Podcast. And before we get into a big weekend of local action, coming up this weekend, we have NXT Deadline. That's Saturday night, December the 10th. Very excited about this Iron Survivor concept. 25-minute match, five competitors, specific round times, a penalty box, pinfalls and submissions count toward points. And Cora Jade is one of the women represented in the women's match. So I'm very excited to see how she fares, and I'm very excited to see how both of these matches come about. And also Saturday afternoon, ROH Final Battle, and it features ROH World Champion Chris Jericho facing the challenge of Claudio Castagnoli, and if Castagnoli does not win this match, he has to join the Jericho Appreciation Society and become a sports entertainer. All right, this past weekend, we had several great shows in the Chicagoland area, I will touch upon four of them. I was actually supposed to be at one this past Saturday night, December the 3rd. I was supposed to be at Power Entertainment's Rage Reaction. It was a great show. Fortunately, um, an illness just kicked my ass. And Friday night into Saturday, I, I mean, I could barely move. I, when I coughed, my my abdomen hurt. It, it was bad. And I didn't want to subject any of the performers or any of the fans or anybody else to getting whatever I was fighting this past weekend. Thankfully, I'm feeling a little bit better now, but apologies to Jimmy Blaze and Tiny and all of the great crew, the boys at POW Entertainment. 
I hope to get out to another one of your shows very soon. Hopefully sometime in the next couple of months, I can squeeze into either Fox Lake or T Woods for one of your great, great shows. And I appreciate the understanding after I had made arrangements with them to, to come out and they said, you know, health first. And I am very appreciative of them. And they had a great show. We'll get into that in just a couple of minutes. First, we're going to talk about freelance wrestling's golden double axe handle this past Thursday night at the Emporium Logan Square, the arcade bar on the northwest side of Chicago. And in the scramble match, the sort of incredible Iverson pulls out the victory over the returning Angel Escalera, Sabin Gage, Hunter Drake, Sean Galway, and one-man dynasty, Darius Luttrell. And then, our guest this week, uh, not happy about this result. Ready Daddy, Cold Radrick, defeats Trevor Outlaw via pinfall, following a distraction from Trevor's bane of existence, Matt Nix. And we're going to talk a whole lot more about that in just a few minutes with Trevor Outlaw. And then we had Laney pinning Kenzie Page after a unicutter. And a three-way match, Chico Suave gets the victory over the freelance debut of Ryan Matthews and Dylan McQueen when Chico pinned Matthews. Craig Mitchell pins Cota Hernandez after a trapper keeper. Storm Grayson defeats Ezio Orlande following a knee trigger. Kylie Ray pins the young and brash Jordan Oliver. And in your main event, and it's banger after banger for the Bang Bros, who defend the freelance tag team championships. Davy Bang, August Matthews defeat Ashton Starr and Rico Gonzalez after a double 450. And now we're going to move on to Saturday night, December the 3rd. Rocket Pro Wrestling presents Christmas Chaos at St. Joe's Park in Joliet. And these results and recap, courtesy of Pat Ackerman, PX of the lovely intoxicated men. Thank you very much to Pat on providing this recap and results from Rocket Pro Wrestling this past weekend. First of all, we had Joey Roth returning to address the crowd after a few months' absence since the Rocket Rumble over at Fall Brawl a few months back. In a video package at Darkness Falls, he promised announcer Steve Arendt a Christmas gift, which Roth planned to deliver at Christmas Chaos. Joey comes out, still wearing his neck brace from months ago, calls Steve Arendt to the ring, but former Rocket Pro general manager and current assistant to the GM, JBEC the Paycheck, responded, after entering the ring, JPEC pled to Joey about the abuse from general manager Damien Saint. And Joey just says he doesn't care. All while Steve is entering the ring, he's given a gift. A restraining order from Joey Roth to Steve Aaron. And I have to tell you, Steve Aaron has been nothing but a whipping boy the last couple of months or so from Rocket Pro. And Steve's a professional man. He's a great guy. And he's helped me out more than once, actually. More times than I can count. But Damien Saint and Joey Roth and and the fabulous idols have, have been horrible to Steve. And I mean, it's one thing to be to crap on other wrestlers and on, on other personalities. But an announcer, a guy that doesn't really wrestle much, he's just an announcer or a, an authority figure in other promotions. Give me a break. Give Steve a break and let Steve sit. All right, we move on. To the first match of the evening, we have Eric Schultz and EJ Swanson. They defeat the reunited no-coast of Joey Blues and Brian Crazer. There was a stipulation made by GM Damian Saint saying that if no-coast did not work together, that they would be fired. 
they did end up working together, despite the fact they did not win the match. There was some miscommunication at first, but due to the situation they were in and their jobs on the line, they ended up making up and, and kind of doing enough to stay cohesive. Schultz and Swanson end up stealing the victory, but after the match, Chet Gunderson, everybody's favorite mascot of Rocket Pro Wrestling, comes to the ring to encourage Crazer and Blues to hug it out, which they did. And then on the video screen, the therapist, Davison Sarai, expressed gratitude via video package at the progress Nilkos has made in their therapy sessions and encouraged them to use the tools that they learned. All of a sudden, no coast blindsides and turns on Chet Gunderson and ringside. The lovely intoxicated men were just in shambles and they couldn't understand what was going on with this attack. And Joey was trying to break Chet's ankle with a chair and then no coast was run off by Michael Cyrus, who's a, another member of the no coast faction. Rocket security then helped Chet out of the ring. Crazy stuff there. Seems like No Coast is back together, but maybe with a little bit more of an edge. And another guy, Chet Gunderson, uh, here's a guy that's happy-go-lucky, lovable guy, doesn't hurt a fly, and yet he's taking heat too. It's like, what is going on with all the good people at Rocket Pro? And then we had Boomstick 12 Gauge defeating Bailey Bright with a springboard 360. For the Rocket Pro Chicagoland Championship, we had Ruthless Rockin' Rivera, uh, defended the title over beer drinking champion Sean Danger. He defeated him by disqualification as Danger's second amazing turtle was egged on by Rivera to hit him and then turtle cold cocked him causing the disqualification. And this is an eight-man tag. It wasn't originally an eight-man tag and I'll explain in just a second. We had the Outer Limits champion Gunner Brave along with Shogun Chris Logan Rion Skills and Intercounty Champion Maximus Orion defeating the idols of Joey Roth, Ted Champs of Johnny Nye and Damian Gray, as well as Kevin Cade. This was originally supposed to be a four-on-three handicap match. The idols holding the advantage. Gunner Brave comes out, and Damian Saint says, okay, Gunner, you can pick whichever side you like to make it either a five-on-three handicap match or a four-on-four. Gunner Brave is sick and tired of the Idols' antics. He's not making up with them. He was kicked out by the Idols last month. So Gunner Brave makes the decision, teams up with Shogun and company, and they end up winning the match. At the very end, we had a super kick from Shogun, followed by a leg lariat from Brave to Joey Roth, and then Brave's team ends up getting the victory. And then Gunner Brave takes the mic, addresses the fans, he said he's done listening to the idols and realizes the fans are behind him in banger match after banger match, and he doesn't need anybody's approval except for the fans. And Brave also made clear he was ready to take on all comers who want a shot at the Outer Limits Championship. After intermission, Aaron Stone came out with his rocket to the top briefcase, and he addressed the fans following his victory last month at Harvest Havoc. He won a contract guaranteeing him a championship match anytime in the next year. He also addressed the very critical comments made by Damian Saint, saying that he should never count him out and doubt him, which led to Saint coming out and making a match for Stone. Kings of Six members Sensational Devon August and Skyler Reed came out, and then the match was on between August and Stone. Stone defeats August, and then 
Saint pulls his tricks, his chicanery, comes out and says, oh, his match was supposed to be against Skylar Reed. But Stone also won that match, but it was by a disqualification after Reed gave him a low blow. The Kings of the Six then attacked Aaron Stone, and then Saint was like, okay, I have another match for you, Aaron Stone. The Ryan Matthews, who's Stone's bitter rival from the past few months, came out, and after Stone had been totally worn down, Matthews defeats Stone with the backpack stutter. And after the match, Matthews and the Kings of the Six all shook hands with Damian Saint. And this could be a new faction in RPW. I guess we'll see how things go. And speaking of GM Damian Saint, his hands were all over the Rocket Pro Wrestling Championship match. He inserts, once again, he inserted Quinn Wittick at the ladder match at Harvest Havoc. And now he's inserting Quinn Wittick in the Rocket Pro Wrestling Championship match, making the three-way match between Christian Rose, the champion, Alde Marche Rocket, and Eli Ison from a three-way to a four-way. And sure enough, Quinn Wittick is your new Rocket Pro Wrestling Champion. And towards the end of the match, it seemed like Christian Rose was about to finish off Marche Rocket and retain the title but that same masked man, that mysterious hooded figure from Harvest Havoc came back once again and attacked Christian Rose, leading to Quinn Wittick pinning Eli Isom after a distraction from the Kings of the Six to become the new Rocket Pro champion. Lots of shenanigans in this one, and Damian Sane is out of control. I mean, he, he's, he's done great jobs bringing in the fans. He's had great cards. But all these matches and all these shenanigans, it's a little bit crazy. And then we had those damn Coyotes, Damian DeShane and Brooks Berna, the number one contenders to the Rocket Pro Championships. They defeat all eyes on us, the team of Micah Pope and Mile High Nelson Six. And afterward, the Coyotes were attacked by the champions Johnny Nye and Damian Gray. They sent a message to the Coyotes, but the Coyotes requested their championship match for January 7th. And Damien St. granted that match. And along with the Coyotes against the Idols, Christian Rose of the Coyotes was also granted his rematch for the Rocket Pro Championship against the newly crowned champion, Quinn Wittick. And those matches will take place Saturday night, January the 7th at Resolution. And in your main event, a triple threat match. Garrison Creed continues his role since returning last month. He earns a future RPW Championship shot by defeating Big Mac and Solomon Tupu. Once again, thank you to Pat Ackerman of the lovely Intoxicated Men for all of these great details. All right, also Saturday night, December the 3rd, now we're going to get the POW Entertainment's rage reaction at the American Legion Drop Zone Bar up in Fox Lake. And the results are as follows, a courtesy of Jimmy Blaze and POW Entertainment. The Mason Perks Mateo Valentine match ended up in a double pin. And then later on, it was announced that both Perks and Valentine will receive Midwest Championship opportunities on January 7th in a triple threat match. And then on Notorious Nick H's Hot Seat Talk Show, Hunter Payne once again asked Jimmy Blaze to shake hands and call a truce. Blaze responded saying he still doesn't trust Hunter Payne, and no one does. So instead of a handshake, he offers up a middle finger. And then Blaze leaves the ring. Max Holiday, the POW champion, 
gives Punter Payne a message of his own. And then we had Scott Spade defeating Tommy McCobb. With dogface bastard Greg Murray not at the show, Trog the Caveman by himself defeat BMI Mike Idol and Jamie Race in a two-on-one handicap match with miscommunication from the Bruiser Mass Index ending up costing them the match. Mass Marauder comes out, he complains about not being on the Russell Raid show and he can kick anyone's ass. Then, Revolution's Eric Freedom responds and beats Mass Marauder. The highly anticipated three-way match goes to Axel Rico. He defeats Acid and Paulie Tomaselli. And for the POW Entertainment Tag Team Championships, Bad Ombre Cartel of Xavier DeFost and Ruthless Ramon defeat the Irish Pub Army of Meat Hooks O'Bannon and Kevin O'Reilly to retain the championships. However, as Bad Ombre Cartel was leaving the ringside area, Hunter Payne, who was also the key master, he won a battle royal for that honor some months back. He cashes in his key for IPA, leading to IPA defeating the Bad Ombre Cartel to become the new POW Entertainment Tag Team Champions. I can tell you right now, Xavier DeFaust, probably not happy about this outcome. And then we have the POW Midwest Championship. This was another match I was really looking forward to. And Kazile retains the championship. The Wild and Crazy One defeats the Hawaiian hitman Koa Laksamana to retain the championship. And in your main event, the POW Championship, Max Holiday retains by defeating Rhino. And there was all kinds of shenanigans and craziness leading to this victory. As Terry Allen and Max Holiday were about to take Rhino out with the chair, Revolution ran in to help Rhino, but they were intercepted by Holiday and Allen. And then Hunter Payne comes out, chases Max Holiday out of the building, leaving Terry Allen in the ring alone. And then he was gored, gored, gored by Rhino. <laughs> the happy ending. And then Rhino finally gets Jimmy Blaze and Hunter Payne to shake hands and call a truce to the crowd's delight. Merry Christmas, Power Entertainment. Letting the fans go home happy there with that. And their next show is January 7th, 2023, back in Fox Lake with Max Holiday defending the POW Championship against Hunter Payne with Jimmy Blaze acting as the special enforcer. Interesting stuff there. And the other show we're going to talk about a little bit this past Saturday night, December the 3rd, Great Lakes Championship Wrestling's Blizzard Brawl up in Waukesha. The results are as follows. The pre-show, we had Manny Domingo defeating Jay Cash. And in a Juggalo Championship match, Vampiro defends the title and defeats Tony Gunn. CBS 58 Milwaukee's Mike Kirkhoff gets the victory over Mordecai, a.k.a. Kevin Furtick, a.k.a. Kevin Thorne, with the help of Billy Gunn. And after the match, Billy Gunn and Mike Kirkhoff do the scissor. Scissor me, daddy. And then we had Eric Redbeard defeating Moose. GLCW Women's Championship match for the vacant title. Special guest referee ODB, and it's Layla Gray defeating Tiffany Nieves. Fatal Five Way to determine the number one contender for the GLCW Championship. TW3 wins the match, 
defeating Jordan Cross, Drew Hernandez, Cashflow, and Coda Jacobs. And in his final match, Skull Crusher Rache Brown defeats Jared Jacks. For the GLCW Heavyweight Championship, my man, Backwoods Brown, defeats WWE alumni Gangrel. And Backwoods is going to take that championship into 2023 as he approaches three full years as GLCW champion. And in your 10-man tag team main event, Team Cal Hero of Cal Hero, Al Snow slash Leaf Cassidy, D'Lo Brown, Dustin Jackson, and Doug Basham defeat the team of EC3, Jacob Fatu, Mahabali Shera, Certified Luke Curtis, and Psycho Boy Fodder. Another fantastic show by David Hero, the biggest independent show in the state of Wisconsin, although ACW's WaterCon is probably a close second with a lot of the stars that they get as well. But this thing, pretty amazing with all the different folks that are coming in, like Dustin Rhodes and Billy Gunn and Jimmy Hart and the Nasty Boys, Candice Michelle, and so on. And great job, David Hero. And one of these days, I will be at one of those shows in person. Everybody tells me that they just love Blizzard Brown. And coming up this weekend, let's talk about two big shows. We have Saturday, December the 10th, Dreamwave Wrestling presents Nevermore at the Knights of Columbus in LaSalle. The matinee show begins at 3 o'clock. If you can't get a ticket, you can check it out on IWTV.live. Special guest, Raven. Plus, already announced matches include Gringo Loco versus Commander versus Ares versus ASF in a four-man Lucha Libre scramble. And then we have Davey Richards against Ninja Mac. AEW and the Dark Order's Evil Uno takes on Bucky Collins. Tag Team Actions sees those damn coyotes of Connor Hopkins and Christian Rose taking on Hunter Holdcraft and 12 Gauge. And there will be a 30-man rumble for the number one contender for Vic Capri's Dreamwave Championship. And the already announced competitors include Swaggle, Hartenbauer, Marche Rocket, Hammerstone, Marvelous Matt Nix, Brubaker, CJ Esparza, Axel Rico, Christian Rose, Jay Fowler, Bailey Bright, Dakota, 12 Gauge, Hunter Holcraft, Waylon, and many, many more. And also this weekend, Rabbi Jeremy Fine. On Sunday, December the 11th, Second Wrestling presents Dynasty, the one-year anniversary show at the Bernard Winger JCC up in Northbrook, 5 p.m. bell time. We have Dak Draper taking on Hammerstone, Kylan King versus Free Range Kara. We have Killa Kate versus Missa Kate. And then we have the Maxwell Street Heritage Championship Battle Royal. 11 participants are in the Battle Royal. 10 have been announced. They are Jordan Cross, One Man Dynasty Darius Luttrell, Jack Larkin, Ezio Orlandi, Xavier Sky, Thunderfrog, Sean Logan. Jason Midas, Corey O'Neill, and Hadar Horvitz. Interesting to see who that 11th man will be, or 11th person will be. I guess, you know, they have intergender matches all the time in second wrestling, so you never know. It could be a, a female competitor. And you never know who might be lurking, and you might get a clue a little bit later on in this podcast, but stay tuned, as they say in the business. And also on this show, Colt Cabana will return to second wrestling. Very exciting show. 
Jeremy Fine is awesome. Great shows, great personality. Go support Second Wrestling. They're a great company. Tickets are just in just a handful left. So if you're hearing this for the very first time, check them out like literally right now to see if you can secure a seat to this show. And also this weekend, Friday night, December the 9th, we have Gali Lucha Libre. This is a benefit show in Villa Park. On Saturday, Chicagoland Championship Wrestling, Wrestle League, and Dragon Gate present Enter the Chicagoland Gate at the Homewood Auditorium in Homewood at 7 p.m. Great little kind of co-op show there. That should be a lot of fun. John Bullard and the crew and, and Shogun Logan, that should be a really good show. And also Saturday night, December the 10th, across the border, we have Bruce City Wrestling, Jingle Bells Bash at the Waukesha Elks Lodge in Waukesha. And on Sunday, if you're in the mood for some Luke Jalibre, Sunday, December the 11th, Luke Jalibre Total returns to the Berwyn Eagles Club. All right, in your moments, the man, the myth, yours rudely, Trevor Outlaw. Stay tuned. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. Brand new SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Broad Stop in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. All right, we're back here on Windy City Slam Podcast. And now we welcome back one of our biggest guests over the past few years. He is one of the most polarizing personalities in independent wrestling. In just a few years, he's made a tremendous impact in the wrestling business. Ladies and gentlemen, yours rudely, Trevor Outlaw. One of one of the best. Yeah, I mean, you have the to admit best. This. Yeah. The best. Okay. The best on the show. Thank you very much. Well, almost a year out of the ring, and you finally made your comeback just a couple of months ago. And in the time that you were out of competition, you managed to keep yourself relevant by managing, announcing, whatever was necessary, kind of like CM Punk back in 2010 when he was out injured. Yeah, don't forget commentating as well. I'm the greatest wrestler commentator alive. We're going to get that. That's going to be a thing. Now, uh, this whole Matt Nix thing, um, he's been a pain Jesus. in your you're ass. Just hot, you're, just, you're just really hot starting. I, you know I can't stand – you know I can't stand Matt Nix. That's, that, whatever. Go ahead. Ask your dumbass question. Yeah, he, he's been a pain in your ass for over a year now. And now you've got this match at Freelance on Friday night, December the 16th, against him where fans can bring presents or weapons. So how do you feel about that situation? You know, it's – it's ridiculous, and, and I don't very often admit to doing stupid things because I don't really often do them, but I think it was a little stupid to call him out for a rubber match for him to pick some backyard bullshit. Um, that's, that's, Matt Nix was raised in the backyards. I was trained by QT Marshall, Cody Rhodes, legends of this business who are on top 
while, you know, backyard boy over here uh, wants to do some carny, ooh, friends bring the presents. You know, it's no secret that the fans in Logan Square and at Freelance hate my guts. I get it. I'd hate me too if I were them. You know, I'm not relatable to these people. You know, the people that they get behind are the people that look like normal, you know, normal people you see on the streets. When you see me walking around on the street, you turn your head. You're like, who's that handsome son of a bitch in the leopard print? You're like, oh, my God, that's Trevor Outlaw. I should I should try to get his autograph. You're not going to get it. But I, I, I tried for a year to get my point across. Matt Nix stole my spotlight, right? You know, freelance comes back from the pandemic. I'm in the main event twice in a row. I beat the ace and I beat the queen of the company my first night there. A week prior to that, I beat Effie. A week prior to that, I beat Danhausen. I was on a roll. And then all of a sudden, Matt Nix brings in his, his backyard friend, Craig Mitchell, to fight me in a main event that he shouldn't have been in. And all of a sudden, I'm off the shows, which Matt Nix wants to come back from his sabbatical of boo-hoo, my feelings are hurt from wrestling. I'm going to take time off. Comes back and takes my spotlight. So I attacked him. And in turn, that unsafe work environment that he's created, I tore my ACL and I was out for a year. And that entire year, I was trying to let the fans know, I'm, I'm not the bad guy here, okay? I'm the victim. I lost a year of my career. Nobody, nobody could, could say that they had a better rookie year than Trevor Outlaw did. It's, it's undeniable. And that was taken away from me. And if you look now, you know, sure, we're on the Trevor Outlaw revenge tour now, but you look at this past year, like I've gone through a lot of trials and tribulations. Like this has easily been the hardest year of my life. And yet I still get tampons thrown at me. I still get showered with booze. Uh, you might want to bleep this one out, but every time I'm there, somebody's always starts screaming, fuck you, Trevor. I don't deserve that. I'm yeah. a star, Mike. I, 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 this, this, this rubber match, if you will, between me and Nick should just be a regular match. But you know what? He wants to play games. He can have his little friends bring the presence match. Maybe I'll just bring a knife and stab him. How about that? Wow. That's uh, those are uh, big words from Trevor outlaw. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nick's also screwed you out of a win against Cole Radrick over at Freelance's Golden Double X handle at the Emporium Arcade Bar. I mean, you seem like you had the match kind of kind of in control at that point. And uh, of course I out. had the match in control. Cole Radrick is a bum. All right. I don't care if he travels the world. I don't care if he's been to Japan. I don't care if he's been to England because you know what? He's still a bum. That piece of shit got me suspended from Twitter last year. So I, I had a little bit of a bone to pick with him going into that match. And then, of course, Matt Nix has to stick his nose into my business. I don't insert myself into his matches. No. I was managing Cody Lane, minding our own business, and then Matt Nix had to come out with Brian Keith. He wasn't supposed to do that, but he did it anyway. He wasn't supposed to come out during my birthday celebration, okay? He assaulted me in August. He put his hands on me before I was medically cleared. I did nothing wrong. And then uh, Golden Double Axe Handle. He comes out right as I have the match won. I was right there. I had Cole Radrick on the ground. I was going to stomp his head into the mat. And then, of course, Matt Nix has to come out and ruin that for me. I should have known better. I should have known better. But if I, didn't inter- if, I, if I didn't divert my attention there, he would have done something corrupt with the referees. Probably paid off Perch to, to make sure that I didn't win anyways. So the odds are always against me, and yet I'm the bad guy here. I, I'm the underdog, and I sh- and I don't get treated like it. I think um, 
your your anger or your ego kind of got in the way last month over at Freelance. Uh, you should have had that victory in that elimination tag team match easily. And all you had to do is let Darius the Trill get that pin on Dan the Dad. But for whatever reason, you just went ahead and broke it up. I thought that was kind of uh, kind of silly on your part. They knew going into the match that I'm the one that takes everyone out. The statement needed to be made, and Darius Luttrell wanted to be a dumbass and go into business for himself. So I had to do step in and do the right thing. And then he goes into business for himself once again and smacks me and punches me in the face. The audacity. I gave him a little love tap to say, hey, get it together. We talked about this. And he wants to cold cock me in the face. I mean, but I have an ego. But I have an ego problem, Mike. Is, is, that, is, that, is that what you're telling me? Am I hearing you correctly? Maybe a little bit, yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, sure. Whatever, whatever helps you sleep at night, pal. You know, you and all these interviewers do the same thing. I waste my time talking to you guys, and all you guys want to do is sit here and belittle me and try to get one over at my expense. Everyone's always trying to get one over at Trevor Outlaw's expense, but guess what? Trevor Outlaw always finishes on top. Um, I'm just telling you, you should have won the match if you just let Darius get that pin because it's two on one. Then it just you and him against Nick's, and then maybe okay, you go finish off Nick's and you win the match. Listen, I mean, you- take your take your Steiner math elsewhere. Okay, how about that? I already told you, the, I was the one that was supposed to eliminate everyone. I told them you guys are here. You're on my team for a reason. Beat them down. I finish the job. That's what you're paid to do. I okay. paid them all very handsomely, too, to be on my team. Do you know how many chilies? I had no problem with Coco. You know how many chilies gift cards I gave that man? He was appreciative. You know how many honey buns I gave Coda Hernandez? Do you, know how many, do you know how many famous representatives that I know that I was trying to get Darius Lachelle linked up with? So maybe he could go back to basketball. Maybe he'd be able to go to the league. And what does he do? He punches me in the face. I mean, he's a good guy to have on your side. So uh, pissing him off is probably not a good thing. Just saying. Why? Because he's a big man. Well, guess guess what? Six, seven, as six, a big eight? man, as a big man, he's a big bitch. Wow. I hope he doesn't hear this. Otherwise, he's going to come on and get you. Let him try. I'll take his knees out quicker than he could take mine. I don't doubt that, though. I mean, you are pretty damn resourceful. Yeah, and my knee, by the way. Thank you for asking about it, by the way. 125%, okay? I got stem cells in this knee. I've been doing squats every day. I've been rehabbing. And is it because I don't post workout videos? Is it because I don't post shitty training clips like everybody else does? That I don't let, it, let, I let all these jackasses see the inside of my life? No, because here's the thing. I'm a smarter professional wrestler than all of these people. I know how to network, one. I bring in, I bring in new viewers every single show. Every single show, the amount of people that come up to me, sure, they might run their mouths to me, but they never come to a show before, and they come because of me. In that ring, no one knows what I'm going to do because I don't, show, I don't show everybody what I do behind the scenes. Why would I give you my playbook? That's the dumbest thing in the world. But, you know, it's all right. Let's all, let's all poke fun at Trevor Outlaw. He's angry. He's this and that. You know what? Whatever. How about, it? How about somebody ask me how I'm doing for a change? Huh? Ask me okay. about my well-being, not, oh, when are you going to be back so we can watch you get your ass kicked? When are you going to come back to work? You know what? Screw that. Maybe I shouldn't have come back. How about that? So how were you feeling during that year off and not being able to compete? Terrible. Because I'm watching people that don't deserve opportunities get them. Meanwhile, I had to take every single opportunity that, 
What, they didn't even come my way. I took them. I made opportunities for myself. And to see all these other people get opportunities, it didn't make me jealous because that's the nature of the beast, right? You're out. Someone's going to come in and step in. And when you when the opportunity arises, I come back in and I take back what's mine. Wasn't worried about that. But I see people getting opportunities left and right and they squander them. And you know who doesn't squander opportunities? Me. And you have a mighty big one coming up at Freelance Wrestling. So what do you have to do to put away Matt Nix once and for all? I'm going to out-wrestle him. I'm going to beat the piss out of him. I am going to embarrass him so badly to the point that when my hand gets raised, not only I'm the face of Freelance. When you really think about it, I'm the face of that damn company. And beating Matt Nix again, even though I already beat him and this should have been done, I'm going to do it again in a one-on-one match where there's no bullshit, there's no shenanigans. You know what? Let the fans bring all the weapons they want because guess what? I can use them too. And a victory over... After, after, no, 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 I'm not done. I'm not done. After next month, or, you know, it's going to be the top of the year, we're going to get a brand new freelance logo. And when I beat Matt Nix, the center of that logo is going to be my face. Just like, just like the show in Trev Timber was, which was a sellout, by the way. Tell me, anybody, by the way, Mike, let me ask you a question now. I'm going to flip the script on you real quick, ask you a question. Okay. How many other wrestlers have not been active that have had a show named after them, centered around them? No, I'm asking uh, you. Yeah. I'm asking you. What's prob- the answer? Prob- you're the only one that I could remember. Yeah. That's ever happened. And then my follow up how many, how many people in that very short list, aside from myself, have sold out a show that they weren't actively wrestling on? Probably you're the only one in freelance. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I, I'll take notes. The- take notes, boys and girls. I'll give you want to learn how to be due. a star? Exactly. Nah, don't give the devil his due. That's MJF's BS. And by the way, I'm getting sick of all these dumbass marks on the internet. And shows thinking that they come up to you, <laughs> you're like MJF. Let's get something straight, okay? One, that piece of shit couldn't grow facial hair to save his life, all right? I got the best beard in this business. Two, he wears Burberry. I don't wear that, that crap. I, wear, I don't need a brand name behind me. I am my own brand name, okay? I wear a leopard print, and the amount of leopard print that I see people wearing at shows, that's not some dumb gimmick, okay? I've been, I've, that, that's not a part of who I am my whole life. And now I see everybody rocking it now. And we don't even wrestle the same. So I just wanted to get that. I wanted to get that out there too. This is my this is my open forum time. So I'm I'm just gonna air my grievances. Yeah, and outside of the last year, you probably wrestle more shows than he does. That as well. And now speaking of opportunity, you taking opportunity. Warrior wrestling is a place where even though you weren't active the last year, you've kind of made your name a little bit, being with Frank the Clown, and now FTC, LLC, you, Frank, Storm Grayson, and Calvin Tankman, great faction coming together, uh, Casey Navarro as well, the champion, coming together to take over Warrior Wrestling. And now you've had some issues at Warrior, though, too, with Athena smashing cake in your face, chief among them. So what do you got to do coming up at Warrior Wrestling? you got a big opponent against Mance Warner on December the 17th at Marion Catholic High School. Yeah, uh, you know, again, everybody's praying for my downfall. The amount of tweets I've gotten saying Trevor's going to die and 
I hope Mance kills you and all of these horrible and gruesome things. I haven't been able to defend myself this past year. So while everybody else is thinking they've been getting one over on me, haha, let's laugh at Trevor, which by the way, all the warrior wrestling fans, you included, you're all horrible people. I've been injured. I went through a serious career threatening injury that people are praying for my downfall still kicking me while I'm down. But now it's, it's our show. We run warrior wrestling. Principal Steve can't do anything. He's not a wrestler. Who's he got? He's got nobody. We got the champ. Okay. We've got Casey Navarro. We got heavyweight hustle, Calvin Tankman, Storm Grayson. Well, you know what? I, I see, I have a hard time commenting on the relationship there because while we are allies in this group, you know, if, if you're a friend of Frank the Clown, you're a friend of mine. Um, I look at him as somebody that should be careful and have a target on because he's got a target on his back in my eyes. He is one of the guys that in this last year has really gotten everything that I think I deserve. And you know what? Come Warrior Wrestling, we're on the same page. We're on the same team. We're going to work together. But, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not going to overlook Mance Warner. I know who Mance Warner is. Mance Warner probably doesn't know who I am, and that's fine but he's going to learn, you know, I'm not going to do any of that SGC, you know, CTE, whatever the hell type of fight he thinks this is going to be. He's going to try to poke me in the eyes. All right, cool. Guess what? Maybe I'll wear protective goggles. So he can't do that. How about that? All right. Game plan over. Uh, He likes to drink beers. It's a Catholic high school. Uh, You can't bring booze on the campus, sir. So good luck, you know, what has he got left at that point? Some shitty shine down song. Leonard Skinner's version is better. And with this match as well, it's your in-ring debut at Warrior Wrestling in terms of main card matches. I know you had some pre-show matches before, but personally for you, how how much of an accomplishment is this for Trevor Law to shine on a main Warrior Wrestling card? I mean, it's not really an accomplishment. You know, since day one at Warrior, you know, there's those cards are stacked, and I get it. There's guys that are on TV already that they got to fill a lot of those spots. Here's the thing. Trevor Outlaw's been TV ready since day one. And you know what? Principal Steve thinks he's been throwing me a bone by putting me on the pre-show. Listen, all these other kids can be grateful to be there. I know damn well what I'm doing there, all right? You want to put me on the pre-show? You can put me anywhere you want on that card, and I'm going to steal the show. Whether everybody's there or half of them are waiting in line for Bret Hart, it doesn't matter because – when they hear the stroke, they know that the stroke's the word. They turn around, they see Trevor Outlaw, and they can't turn away. So now it's, you know what, call it a long time coming. I just think it's apropos that, yeah, it's about damn time that I'm in ring on that, on that show, on the main shows. My first night there with Frank, you know, we came and we made a statement when we attacked uh, Gresham, when we attacked Trey Miguel, and then I've been out. And everybody has been attacking me. And, you know, I've been defenseless. I've been injured. But now I'm at 100%. And you know what? Mance Warner might kick my ass. But guess what? I got FTC LLC behind me. You think they're going to let – they're not going to let any shenanigans slide. No. Warrior Wrestling is our company. When Frank declared the war, that wasn't just his war. That's this whole army. It's us versus Warrior. It's us versus the world. And you and Frank's relationship goes back to Zello Pro a couple of years ago, and you guys kind of seem to gravitate together, uh, have the same mindset of wanting to be successful and maybe 
being overlooked, maybe being chastised by people. Do you feel like that's how things got brought together with you guys? I think Frank the Clown saw a star in me, you know, um, and when everyone else wanted to look at me as some, you know, just another one of the green kids that's here to set up rings. Like, listen, that's not who I am. Okay. I'm not some young boy. That's grateful to be here. I know who I am and I've known who I am since the day that I walked through those curtains for the first time, the look might've changed a little bit, but I've been me since day one. I am unapologetically myself. Meanwhile, all these other wrestlers put on some dumbass stick and facade to try to convince you that there's something that they're not some goofy ass character. No, I go out there to the beat of my own drum in my leopard print and I do my thing. Okay, now my next question is, once your rivalry with Matt Nix is settled, what is the next step for Trevor Outlaw? Back to main events where I belong and championships. Okay. Now I got a few, I got, I got my eyes on a few people. Uh, anyone in particular? Brian Keith. That's a big name. Yeah, I mean, if you know, is it though? It's actually kind of short. B R Y I N K E R T H. It's only ten letters, actually, so yeah. it's really not that long. Well, he's a guy that's actually probably one of the top independent wrestlers, unsigned guys in the world, honestly. And he's sure. just so good in the ring. He is, but here's the thing: he kicked me in the face. I remember that, and I don't let things go. I hold grudges. You know, I was minding my minding my own business, making sure Matt Nix didn't interfere in uh, Cody the Legacy title match, and Ryan ended up kicking me in the face. So, uh, I'm I'm gonna get my receipt. I'm gonna get my lick back. But there's you know there there the the tale is as old as time, right? You know. The outlaws come to town, they take what's theirs, they pillage, and then the bounty hunters come in and collect. Here's the deal. Brian Keith has been collecting a lot of bounties while I've been out, but guess what? He hasn't been able to he hasn't been able to collect mine. And he's not going to collect mine. And the only reason he hasn't had the opportunity yet, or rather I've had the opportunity to take him out, is because I've been on the shelf. Yeah, he's one of those guys that kind of came in while you were out and, and and took some of those opportunities from you, you think, right? Absolutely. I think everybody that's in a higher up spot on freelance than I am is because I haven't been around. Now, if a call came from a big promotion, say a WWE or AEW, would it matter what your role is with that company, whether it's a wrestler, a manager, a commentator? Because you're pretty damn talented in all those areas. I mean, no one's going to tell me what I'm going to do. That's, that's the thing. That's, that's, that's what being an outlaw is all about. That's who Trevor Outlaw is. You know, it doesn't matter if I'm wrestling. It doesn't matter if I'm commentating. It doesn't matter if I'm managing. It doesn't matter what the hell I'm doing. For me to be on your shows, ratings go up. I'm a blessing. And people don't want to admit that because they hate me. But you know what? They hate me because they ain't me. You know, I think people have this preconceived notion of me that because my name is Trevor Outlaw, that I'm some dumbass cowboy wearing ashless chaps and slinging around guns and yeehaw, this and that. But by definition of the term, it's somebody that lives outside of the law. I don't do what other people tell me to do. I don't walk the way that people tell me to walk. I don't talk the way that people want me to. I do what I want to on my own time at whoever's expense is in front of me. And it draws money. So 
am I really that bad after all? Or do I just know this shit better than anybody else does? You know your shit pretty well, but uh, that always sounds a little like the description of what D-Generation X was back in the day. Listen, you can compare and contrast me to anyone that your simple little mind wants to. But at the end of the day, you're witnessing something special. And maybe once it's all said and done, you'll realize it. And I don't expect you to realize it in the moment because like most people in the world, self-awareness is at an all-time low. Well, you may not think I appreciate you, but I really do. I, I know what you can do in the ring, and I, I know the, the type of personality you are draws money, and you're a guy that definitely does that. Are you gaslighting me right now? No, not at all. I think you're gaslighting me, Mike. No. I have a lot of respect for you. <laughs> I, sm I smell a lot of insincerity on your breath, besides from uh, onions and ketchup. I can I can almost taste it through the to the speakers. Oh jeez. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, doing this interview is with you is pretty pretty messed up idea. All right, well you won't be have to be on too much longer because uh before I let you go, um I just want to ask you what your your social media and uh, share whatever merchandise and upcoming shows you got. <sighs> All right, boys and girls, take out your notepads because Trevor Outlaw is going to give y'all a lesson in how to market yourselves. So, if you go on the internet, use the Google machine, like, uh, you know, it's that thing where, uh, you know, you kind of search things. You know what I'm talking about, Mike? You following me here? Oh, Big I know. search well. engine. You can find anything else you want in the world. Okay. So you're going to type in Trevor Outlaw. Okay. You'll probably find my Instagram, my Twitter. Uh, I don't use TikTok because I think it's the worst app on the planet. And that's a whole conversation for a whole nother day. But it's uh, the Trevor Outlaw on everything. Okay. Not just a Trevor Outlaw, the Trevor Outlaw. I don't think there's another one in the world. And if there is, he won't be alive much longer. He'll be swimming with the fishes. Don't ask me any more questions about that because I will not incriminate myself. Uh, and then if you want to buy my merch, prowrestlingtees.com slash Trevor Outlaw. Uh, I know that's a lot of words there, a lot of letters, but you know what? Maybe people have the replay function. I'm going to teach people to be a This is an interactive interview, right? So I want them to go back about 15 seconds so that they can hear me say prowrestlingtees.com slash Trevor Outlaw. And then if they miss it, then they can do it again here. Um, what else? I got a little surprise. Okay, here's another marketing, marketing note for these youngsters. I will have in-person exclusive versions of some of the shirts that you'll be able to see online. Uh, I'm not going to tell anybody which ones yet because they have not arrived. And the elements of surprise always works in my favor. But just know that if you catch me at a show... Uh, you'll be able to get a different variant of certain shirts. So it's, uh, I got something cool in the works, man. I, uh, maybe I'll tell you. Actually, no, I'm not going to tell you. You're kind of an asshole. So you're going to have to wait and see. But for the rest of 2022, the Trevor Outlaw Revenge Tour goes next to North Carolina on December 9th and December 10th. On December 11th, I will be back in Chicago for second wrestling. Uh, don't know what I'm doing yet. Kind of pissed off about that, from being honest with you. Uh, I'm a star. I deserve to know who I'm wrestling in advance everywhere. So promoters, if you book me, you better tell me and you better pay up. Otherwise, kiss my ass. But uh, I will be at second wrestling on the 11th. November, or I'm sorry, December 16th, freelance wrestling at Logan Square Auditorium. I'm going to murder Matt Nix, uh, legally, of course, because he agreed to the match. December 17th, I will be wrestling Mance Warner at Warrior Wrestling. And then 
I am taking Christmas off because I hate all of these people and I've done enough charity work for these disgusting mouth breathing fans all year. And then you can see me one last time this year on December 30th at AAW. Yeah, and AAW, no, I didn't mention that, but you've been uh, doing your uh, commentating chops with them. Yeah, Tyler Bowles, uh, I'm sure you're listening, so you better look out, buddy, because you might be my commentary partner for now, but I might just take your job full time. Joey Styles, uh, a one-man show? It should be. I mean, really, it's you keep making these comparisons to other wrestlers, but like, I don't know. Is that just? Is it just because you can't think of something original that you got to think of the closest thing to something? Is that what it is? Well, in professional wrestling, there are always comparisons. Ah, uh, that's right. Because people are simpletons. That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You can. Oh my god! You can compare me to him all you want. Uh, yeah, I guess it's like Joey Styles, but Joey Styles didn't wrestle. Yeah. Did he wrestle? No, not at all. He got no, slapped no, around no, no, by no. Jerry Lawler once. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't, I don't get slapped around and tolerate that. Like I said, Mike, at the beginning of the interview, I'm the greatest wrestler commentator alive. Book me for commentary, and I'll make your shitty wrestlers look better. Book me to wrestle, and all your shitty wrestlers can kiss my beautiful, authentic snake and leather boots. Trevor, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, the pleasure's all yours, Mike. You're welcome for the ratings. He may be one of the biggest antagonists in professional wrestling, but I really enjoy talking to yours rudely, Trevor Outlaw. And he's got a score to sell with Matt Nix. He's got some big stuff coming up at Warrior Wrestling with the Mancer, Mance Warner. I personally, even though you might want to hate him, I'm really looking forward to what Trevor Outlaw does in the next few years on this scene and potentially in bigger and better places because I think this guy's going to be a star no matter what he chooses to do. All right, next week, we're going to cover a lot of the local scene with some national stuff mixed in as well. Plus, we're going to preview Warrior Wrestling and Freelance Underground, including our special guest making his return to Windy City Slam podcast, Project Monix. And we'll catch up with him and preview his huge Freelance Underground Championship match against Kelvin Tankman in Joliet, on December the 17th. And you can catch that all right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. Peace.